Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Buzzwords, Conversations About Teaching and Learning at SU, where we talk about working and learning at SU, and hopefully a lot more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Karin, Definite Yes, Lucas. I'm Melissa Smeltercraft. I am the head women's basketball coach here at Shenandoah University, and I've got my awesome co-host with me today. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. I'm Joey Gariziak, Director and Professor of Esports, also at SU, of course. Great to be back. Love being on here. And before we move on to the rest of the intros, we can't miss our awesome producer, Sean Kelly, a student here. He's a senior business and esports double major, uh, does a lot of things on the broadcast production. So he's done a great job producing this, taken over from Xander from last year, who's now doing this full time for a living, something similar anyway. So thanks to those students for helping out a lot because without them, it would be an absolute mess. We'd be talking into <laughs> microphones and it'd lead to nothing basically. Um, but before we get to the rest of things, let's move on to the rest of our intros. Yep, Scott King here, uh, teacher in the psychology department. Happy to be with our group and our guest, Dr. Bridget Lyons today, who we'll introduce in just a moment. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few numbers. 618 downloads from subuzzwords.podbean.com. As Karen pointed out to me in an email, that's more than 60 downloads per episode, which is better than TTL does for any of their actual like seminars and trainings. So she was, she was thrilled. Is that, that a good sign or a good. bad sign? That, that, that's good. That's okay. good for us. Because TTL, they, they do a lot of great stuff. Uh, we've gotten still those seven ratings on Apple Podcasts. We are at 5.0, so that's good. Haven't gotten any new reviews though lately and if you go to apple podcasts and you actually look like type in buzzwords there's a few other podcasts that we're in competition with so mm. i think we need to get more ratings than these uh one of them is called beyond the buzzwords a podcast for medical trainees that podcast has 15 ratings and still a 5.0 five star rating so we need to beat them we need like at least eight more reviews listeners so help us out there's another one called Buzzwords, but appears to be in Hebrew, and I cannot read or <laughs> Can you confirm that, please, Scott? <laughs> anything um, about it, but it uh, looks, like, looks like the Hebrew language. And then, I think this is our main competition, there's a podcast called Buzzwords, the Med School Drinking Game, which has three ratings, averaging five stars. So, listeners... If you were to make a drinking game about our podcast, <laughs> email us at buzzwords.su.edu <laughs> and let us know what you would drink for. Should we even be saying this with the athletic director on? Of course. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I love how athletics is perceived to be health. <laughs> <laughs> what a misnomer that is. <laughs> so let us know. If you want to play a drinking game along with us, tell us, when do you drink? Is it when I try to mansplain something? Is it when we make fun of Joey? Nobody would ever drink then. At least <laughs> they shouldn't. That should never occur on the show. Yeah, so maybe give us some feedback. Yeah, give Let us some us feedback. Know. Maybe we'll have a very special last episode of the season or something with some good <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, and we can drink during it too. <laughs> All right, so we had a, a good past couple weeks here. Homecoming went down. We, we talked to Emily last episode about homecoming. How were all of your homecoming weekends? Winning. We were winning. We had a great winning weekend. You said yeah. winning three times in about one and a half sentences. That's because I'm a coach, and we had three wins. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Bridget would echo that. A I would just say winning. 
winning and great attendance at our homecoming events, uh, a support from uh, not just our regular fans, but uh, certainly our students came out in full force. And it's so great, great to see them engage in that experience. And it does make a huge difference for our student athletes to have their peers there cheering them on good and bad for the football game we actually sold out of oh, wow. tickets so um, we had to be a little bit creative but again phenomenal environment throughout the day you know we had two events um, that melissa mentioned we won both of those with men's soccer and field hockey and then capping off with football so and alumni uh, events as well i don't want to forget about those with men's and women's lacrosse and men's basketball. So um, couldn't have uh, asked for a better day weather-wise as well as the turnout and the successes uh, that we had on the field. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great to hear. And you know, the winning, it's, it's more than just football, right, Bridget? I mean, people think homecoming, oh, there's a football game to go to, but there's so much more to homecoming, especially here that we saw last week, or guys, two weekends ago. Um, for homecoming, whenever that was. It was last weekend. Yeah, two weekends ago. Yeah, it does feel like it was, <laughs> yeah. was longer than that because I think we all have so much going on. You focus in on the next thing. But you're absolutely right. And our athletes, um, all of our athletes, love to be at home mm -hmm. during homecoming weekend because, again, it's just a, an electric environment and everybody is just in a, in a great mood and excited to see perhaps some old teammates or classmates. And it's just a, a, a great, um, great environment to play in. So you're right, it's more than just football. Um, we had a lot of events during that, that homecoming week. Mm -hmm. And um, we were very successful, which is always a plus as well. That's always nice. <laughs> How was your eSports event? It, it happened. So that's that's a good thing, right? I mean, it, it was no, it was great. It was, we had a great turnout, which is good to see. People were asking questions and engaging about it. Sean was there producing it, um, as he does. Um, but our our competitor didn't show up for the match, so it made oh, it forfeit. They were yeah. scared. I don't know. Uh, that's but that's a common problem with esports. One of the the key performance indicators for esports. Here's a little tidbit for you all is that people look at forfeit rate for esports. Anything above or better than 40% forfeit rate is considered good in esports right wow. now. Wow. That's how bad it is that teams forfeit and postpone things is that they just don't show up. So a lot of schools, they don't take it as serious as we do here and a lot of other schools, but a lot of places don't have the structure or take it as serious as some schools do. And so the forfeit rate is incredibly high with people not showing up. And it's something that we've seen happen to our esports program like three times in the last couple of weeks are these forfeits. So it was a little unfortunate that the other team didn't show up, um, but we still had an inter-squad scrimmage, still put on a good show. <laughs> it was good. It looked cool still, and people got to see Rocket League. They got to see Madden. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. Good food, good atmosphere, Bridget, like you were saying. Um, so we did win, so there's more winning there. There you go. Um, I guess we couldn't lose, though. Uh, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun and just engaging with people to tell them about esports was really cool to do. So we had a great time. Uh, Scott, how about you? Yeah, uh, I brought the kids to the volleyball game Friday night. We couldn't stay for the whole thing as usual when the, the games go late, but, uh, and then, but they loved watching the game. And then as we were on our way out, we saw the esports set up on the other uh -huh. side of the gym. And, uh, my son, Sam, he wants an esports chair. 
He's got his eye on those nice chairs you all have well, over here. Well, we have here. chairs. I'm not, no, we do have some so chairs. So, Joey, chairs we'll, we'll talk after this show. Chairs and Cheez-Its So the two things that eSports has <laughs> oh, in Oh, well, he'd, he'd so. be in heaven. Sam would be in heaven. <laughs> Cheez-Its and chairs, yeah. he, he could do that all day. Good name for a podcast. <laughs> Maybe for the um, forfeit rate, you need to put guarantees in place. Yeah. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Yeah. Guarantee a couple bags of Cheez-Its, you show up. Yeah, post-game meal. Uh, right? Anything. I don't know. I don't know, but... All in all, it was good. It was good. Good homecoming. I mean, the food was great. Food trucks were out there. Like Bridget, like you said, the weather was phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah. Couldn't ask for anything better. There, it was cool. They had to events for. Out, uh, they had right? some um, different activities for kids. Yep. So it was definitely a family. And it was like a whole week environment. Thing almost. Exactly. It, it started like last during the middle of the week, and it went you know through the week. There was stuff downtown, stuff on campus. So hopefully, everybody else out there had a great time. Uh, at homecoming as well. Lots of success. Lots of people turned out, especially after what happened last year and what we had to go through. It was great to get people back <sighs> out, engaging and doing things as best we could, given the current circumstances still. But um, hopefully everybody listening had a great time as well. And if not, I don't know, do better next year. All, I mean, there was lots of stuff. <laughs> get more active next year. Go check out some of these games. Go check out some of the activities. Uh, but Melissa, why don't you officially introduce yeah, our special guest this week? Yeah, we've been talking with her. Let's let's do the formal intro here. So Dr. Lyons started at Shenandoah in January 2018 and is the first woman to hold the AD position here at Shenandoah. I believe Bridget walked in and, and we had the new building open simultaneously to that. So. Yeah, I like to say that I reaped all the benefits without having to right, do, right, do right. any right. of she the She walked work. in, we <laughs> cut the ribbon, that's for sure, at the Wilkins Center. Uh, Dr. Lyons came to Shenandoah after serving... 11 years as the Senior Associate Director of Athletics and Senior Woman Administrator at Barry University in Miami Shores, Florida. While at Barry, she was selected for the NCAA D2 Management Council and served several years, including a term as chair of the D2 Committee on Infractions. Prior to her time at Barry, Lyons was employed at VCU for 10 years. Lyons has also worked in academic advising and student support at Providence and the University of New Hampshire. I should say Providence College. My brother went there, PC, go, go Friars. Uh, <laughs> her coaching experience includes three years as an assistant field hockey coach at VCU, where she earned her PhD in education. As Shenandoah University Director of Athletics, she oversees a department with 22 intercollegiate sports with over 500 student athletes and 75 full and part-time coaches and staff members. Wow. Wow. You're in charge of a lot, Bridget. I was saying, a lot of accolades there, a lot of a lot of experience, a lot of numbers there. Yeah, Bridget, that's really impressive and it's great to have you on the show. Really appreciate you coming out for this. Well, it's great to be here and you're you're right. I sound I sound pretty good on paper. Listen. <laughs> well, there's a lot of words there and a lot of numbers, so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, really cool. And, and Bridget, you know, we talked about homecoming a little bit. I mean, you talked about the success there, but how's everything else going beyond homecoming? What is it like being an athletic director or as a director of athletics, I guess I should say? You know, how, what's the everyday grind kind of feel like? What is your job? What is your role? How are things going for you right now? Well, there isn't um, – I, I can't say there's a typical day, sure. right? Because uh, usually it's those days when you think you have everything planned out that something happens and your schedule goes, goes out the window, so to speak. And um, certainly having half of my tenure here during COVID – put a different twist on things as well. And uh, I will say getting through that, I don't wanna, I don't think anybody wants to have to do that again, but I will tell you it was great because we had the support of the administration in terms of trying to pull together all of our teams competing this past spring, which was amazing and couldn't have been done 
again, without the support of the administration as well as all of our coaches and staff, et cetera. So that was a pretty incredible feat. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we're, we're still trying to uh, participate this fall and into the winter with some COVID restrictions. But um, having said that, it's been great. I've stepped in at a time when there has been a lot of growth in numbers in terms of our student athlete population, the addition of men's wrestling, and I'm sure we're not done yet knowing our president with, with um, adding additional support. As Melissa mentioned, the opening of the Wilkins Athletic and Events Center we are also uh, working diligently at the renovations at Jim Barnett, Barnett Park on the baseball softball complex. So our teams will be uh, on new turf fields come this spring. And then we're also excited because we will be adding another turf field on the main campus at Aikens, uh, right by Parker, which again um, gives us a whole lot more flexibility and will help with the student athlete welfare so that we don't have one field and our athletes practicing till about 11 o'clock at night. Um, in addition to that, we've had tremendous success academically with our teams and the awards that they get. Melissa, a few years ago, having the highest GPA in D3 for women's basketball. I, wanna, I just want to clarify and say my players did. It wasn't yes. Melissa's yeah, team. I actually had a very right. mediocre GPA as a, as a student athlete at Drew University. Um, but again, our, our coaches do a lot to foster that and, and make it an important aspect for their teams. Uh, we do a tremendous job with community service and we track that through an app and have finished first in the country in Division Three regarding that. And then the other, other piece, um, we do a great job of nominating our students for different awards. The NCA has a leadership conference. They have an opportunity for students to go to the convention, career and sports. And we are always nominating and have had a very successful rate of our students uh, participating in that. So for me, um, we are, I don't want to say quintessential because I think we're better than that, but we do a tremendous job of the Division Three motto of making sure that our student athletes are getting a well-rounded experience, being able to excel in all different areas and really um, preparing them for their next step in life, whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and very well said. It's, you know, a lot of people that might listen to any podcast or know anything about like collegiate athletics, they might be able to name like players or coaches, especially at like D1 institutions, but not many people can name athletic directors because a lot of it's behind the scenes, right? You're in charge of kind of overseeing things right. and you're behind the scenes. And if I'm doing scenes. a good job, that's the way that exactly. it should be. They, they might know names <laughs> of people that mess up as athletic directors. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's an attribute to, to what you do here because there's so much that goes on that people don't realize. And it's really cool to hear all that. But I got to ask, and I don't think I'm getting into the segments yet. I don't think I'm stepping on the segment's toes here because we're okay. getting into those segments. But what is the favorite, what's your favorite thing about your job? That's not an easy question, but I want to know if there's something that you most look forward to, like the best part of what you do. Oh, wow. I think it's, and, and sometimes you get stuck behind the desk. So I'm going to say having the opportunity to interact with our student athletes um, for me, you know, that's what we, why we do what we do, right? Right. So I think sometimes, again, um, you don't get to do that as much. So whether that's at a SAC meeting, whether that's traveling with a team, 
um, whether that's, you know, we, our student athletes also are responsible for staffing um, and really our, our game, game uh, management. management. Thank mm -hmm. you, Melissa. And just talking to them in the press box and goofing around with them and getting to know them. So I think, honestly, that's probably my, my favorite part because, again, um, that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And right now it's obviously a lot of sports going on. Winter season's going to be starting soon. Yes. I'm looking at Melissa and Bridget now because they know more <laughs> than I do about this. That'll be starting soon. Yes. And, yep. and then spring will obviously be in the spring. So a lot of things kind of in mid-season about to ramp up. And then they're so, you know, kind of looking forward to what that spring looks like. But there's a lot of growth, like you said, new facilities that have been opening, re, you know, re-turfing or I guess putting down turf at facilities. Um, so, yeah, a lot of growth, growing programs, new programs with men's wrestling. Um, so it's never a dull moment in athletics is, is what I can imagine, right? Uh, absolutely. And again, that's what you want for sure. So um, as long as we're heading, moving forward, heading in the right direction, um, you know, obviously having a great group of coaches, administrators, support staff uh, is critical to our success as well. And they're the ones in the trenches going out recruiting our mm. student athletes. And they do a fantastic job, as I said, the success, not just on the field, but in the classroom and leadership is a result of the, the quality individual that they bring to Shenandoah. So, um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to have the student athletes that we do here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it is a testament to the, what the coaches do because Scott and I as faculty members love that they're out recruiting, bringing in huge classes, and not just big classes. These are high-quality students. These are high-achieving students that do well in classes, right? Whether it's psychology, sport, man, it doesn't matter. Across the university, um, you know, faculty hopefully realize that there, all this recruiting that goes on behind the scenes that they might not be involved in on a daily basis, the coaches are out there in the trenches, hitting the road, visiting students to bring in these high-quality students. And so from a faculty standpoint, we appreciate what you do and what all the coaches do uh, to keep bringing these classes, keep growing SU and make it the place that it is. So kudos to you all and what you do. But let's get into these segments here, our, yeah, our rotating segments and get started on these. Let's do the highs and lows. Scott, you want to you want to go first? Sure. Let's see. Highs and lows. Um, <laughs> my low uh, is a little silly, but I was playing in a disc golf tournament this weekend and I got stung by a hornet. Not the good type of hornet <laughs> from Shenandoah University, but the bad type of hornet at Jim Barnett Park. Stung me in my ankle, and that's why I'm wearing these weird socks today's, today. Um, and it itches. It itches like crazy. <laughs> like, I keep having to stop myself from itching my ankle. Um, so that's a low. But, you know, all in all, if that's my low for the past two weeks, I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, my high was that my daughter, Colette, and I ran in a race two weekends ago. It was a, a 10K, 5K for um, Blue Ridge Hospice. And Colette, who's 11, she finished in fifth place out of all the women in the wow. 5K. Man. So out of like 70-something people. Nice. Wow. Um, finished second in her age group, but beat a lot of grown-ups. I'll make sure Andy Morocco gets that information. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get on his radar for sure. Um, and then I... I finished first in my age group. We'll make sure Andy Morocco gets that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I finished first in the 10K for my age group and my well, gender. Well, and that no, was the first question, senior citizens. Right? No, the question, the question you need to ask 
is how many other runners were there in your age category? <laughs> exactly, Bridget. There was, there were no other runners in my age group. I oh was, my goodness! Really? Oh my goodness! I was one out of one, baby. First Nothing place, wrong with that. The medal doesn't say one out of how many. The medal says, <laughs> just first says one. Place, gold medal winner <laughs> at the 10K. So that's my high. I've never won a race before, but. This is the, this, you, that was the time and, to do and, it. And you still have it. <laughs> you finished is what the medal should have said. Come I on got now. plenty of participant medals. This, this is a win. I'll take oh the W. Oh, man. That's I'll awesome that they're one for one. You're <laughs> hilarious. You're I will hilarious. take that W. Melissa, what were your highs? Um, hi. I, I actually went out and golfed the other day, and I had not golfed in 98 days. Um, and I think I pushed myself a little bit, but I'm feeling really good. I'm glad I did it. Um, we start practice on Friday and so I will be needing to be on my feet more and being more active. So I think it was a good way to push myself. I was crazy sore, but in a good way, like that sore where you go, Hey, I worked out. Hey, I have muscles. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, I had not felt like that (laughs) in a very long time. So that was definitely my high. And honestly, Maybe just the rain is my low. I mean, it's it's been an awesome fall. I've really enjoyed um, being a field hockey spouse, and I'm very excited for basketball to start on Friday. So I honestly don't have a low. The rain, that's it. Wow, that's it. good. Yeah. Man, that's, that's not bad. All right, Bridget, how about you? So I think the high would be the fact that um, the last couple of weeks um, we've been very successful athletically, and um, – this is the time of year to do that as we are uh, competing against uh, other ODAC schools. So now is the time to peak time and, to peak. and start to do well. So that is certainly um, definitely a high um, to, to dovetail off of, of Scott and, and to say that I'm jealous is the fact that I'm still recovering from a, a foot surgery. So I have not been able to run and I would love to be out there doing some races. So um, hopefully soon I will be out and maybe finish first out of out of one in, in my age category coming up. So I like the chances there. <laughs> you got to find the races that have nobody exactly. else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the key to finishing first. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's all that strategy. Um, quickly, my highs, I got to go skydiving um, oh, last ooh. week, which was awesome. Um, totally 10 out of 10 would recommend if you have any inclination to do it. If not, don't go do it. Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty crazy feeling. Uh, so... Yeah, you get that chance. Go and do it for sure. My low, uh, I've had a lot of highs too. Georgia's, in, Georgia's number one in the country. Mm-hmm. The Braves are in the playoffs. The um, Red Sox won last night. Sure. That should have Actually, been my high. that was a great game. Yeah, it was that a great was a game. Great <laughs> game. Yeah, sorry, Sean. Sean's a Yankees fan. Oh, sorry, Sean. Uh, <laughs> not really that sorry. Um, my low is that while it's kind of a positive, we get to go to Amsterdam with some students here yeah. this week, actually. What? Yeah, we're leaving to go to Amsterdam with, with six students to work a huge international esports championship out there. Wow. Um, that's great. But the contrary is I have to miss my daughter's seventh birthday. Ooh. Um, so there's that part. So I've got to build. I got a lot of credit to build, Scott. Credit. Um, yeah. So I got to miss my daughter's birthday. Her birthday is uh, October 18th, and we'll be in Amsterdam from the 14th through the 22nd. I'm looking at Sean because I still don't remember half these things. Um, so yeah, gonna be a great trip, but unfortunately, gotta miss her birthday. So that's that's definitely a low for me. Even though it will be a great trip, I guess there's always FaceTime, and then when I get back, we'll do another party. She'll have like three parties. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. That's it. It's a low for me, but for for her, she's like, oh, okay, I just get another birthday party. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So th- those are mine. All right. So Bridget, Hornet Hot Take is our next segment where we give you the chance to give a hot take on some topic that you want to uh, go off about. 
So um, my hot take topic is a very selfish one. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and something that we're going to have to do in a few weeks, and that is when we have to set our clocks back oh, yeah. and go back to standard sure. time. I hate that. I feel like I get up and it's dark. I have an office that doesn't have windows. I leave work and it's dark. It gets cold. You lose all your energy. Um, it's, I, I love daylight savings. I love having more sunlight in the spring and the summer. And I know there's reasons why we do what we do with falling back. But man, I just I, I would love for us not to do it. There's actually a couple states that, that don't mm -hmm. um, do daylight savings. And I know, I've, apparently from, from what I've read is that uh, several states have voted on permanent daylight savings, but it has to go through Congress and actually to, to make it effective. So that's kind of my, my little rant and complaint is that I just hate it. When, and it's great to have an extra hour of sleep, but I'd yeah. rather have an extra hour of, of... An extra hour of sleep one night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One exactly. Night. exactly. Not every night. <laughs> one night. One night. But you could save it if you wanted to and maybe have it that, another night, but that's still. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. not how it works. Save it for other times? In, um, in my FYS class, we, the whole content is all about sleep. And there's ah. actually really cool studies looking at daylight savings, like the day before you fall back versus the, the day after. And then specifically in the spring, right? Because then we spring ahead. We right. lose an hour of sleep. Um, like people's mood and their productivity is, is significantly lower the next day in the spring. So like after you lose an hour and everybody loses an hour of sleep in theory, like it's just a bad day for everybody. But because you have sunglasses on, you think you're happier. <laughs> How, I mean, it's just all psychological, Yeah, cover obviously. it up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. Good. Yeah. The, the, I don't mind that. Changes. I'll say this. I go, we go into basketball season. So you're inside And I just anyway, want right. everyone to not have fun. The time <laughs> that I am working always. really hard. That 19 <laughs> weeks, no one can have fun. We have holidays. That's fun. You can have fun then. But it's basketball <laughs> season, everybody. You don't need to be out and about. But no, yeah. I agree though. That it, 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 it's a mood changer for sure. For and sure. definitely, it's more way a uh, way more noticeable in Virginia than it was when I lived in Florida. Oh God. Yeah. 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 I can see that. No, I like the darkness. We're gamers. Oh, we, 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 we have windows in here, but we blocked them out on purpose. <laughs> so I'm, I'm totally okay. I get better in the darkness. It's definitely bad for your sleep. Yeah, you might be bad. Sleep. Yeah, Scott's got an interesting class. If you want to know about Russian uh, sleep experiments, go check out Scott's class. Wow. Um, they're, they're interesting for sure. Um, okay, Bridget, how about your point of view? Give these guests or give people listening a perspective about your department that faculty and staff at SU might not be aware of. Uh, I think the fact that uh, we are, at this point, almost 30% of the undergraduate population, so we make up a lot of, um, of students on campus, I think that they probably don't understand that it's not just going out for a couple hours every afternoon to practice, that um, there are other things that going into being a student athlete. Coaches have sessions on watching game film, or meetings, um, they spend a lot of time in the weight room, so, and obviously the, the travel for events, et cetera, and the community service piece, which again is a big part that um, our student athletes do 
in their quote unquote downtime, so to speak. Mm. So I think I think probably one of the big things is not understanding how much time is involved in being a student athlete. And yes, we're division three, but that doesn't mean that our athletes aren't putting in the same amount of time, energy, et cetera, as you would at a, at a D1 or a D2 school. And they're obviously doing it for the love of their sport mm -hmm. because we don't give um, scholarships to our, to our student athletes. So I think that that's probably a, a, big, a, a big thing that I don't know if our faculty um, certainly realize. The other thing is that our, you know, our practice times and our game times are set by, uh, for the most part, from the conference. So we don't, we can't control a lot of when we participate. Uh, we're very fortunate because our conference, with the exception of one school, is in the state of Virginia. So that does help us in terms of missed class time. Um, but but some of that is out of our control. So I know a lot of times that. The coaches don't want athletes to miss class, and I perfectly understand that. We want them to be in class as well, but sometimes um, that's just the way that it has to be based on our, our schedule as well. And, um, you know, again, we've got student athletes that are in leadership positions all across campus, so they really are well-rounded student athletes, and I think we're, we're really proud about that as well. Yeah, definitely. And those, you know, even though the ODAC is mostly Virginia schools, we're up here at the northern corner. That we are. And there's an away game in like Roanoke, you know, on a weeknight. That, that's a commitment for those students. It is. And, and sometimes when we get back, and I'll use basketball as an example because those are, are typically night oh, games. Yeah. Those young men and women are coming back at midnight, one in the morning, and then they are getting up and going to class. Yeah, and they the go next, to their 8 And they classes. do go to their classes the next morning. So great, great point, great point. So next segment here, Shenan do's and Shenan don'ts. Bridget, what advice do you have for people new to Shenandoah University? What, what should they do or should they don't? Well, of course, <laughs> you know I'm going to say what they should do. And that's come out and watch. Go to some athletic events. Go, go to some athletic events for sure. Absolutely. Um, we put a great quality product on the field, court, course, whatever the case may be. So absolutely come out. And, and obviously, if you, you work here, you get to go for free and bring some al someone along with you. So I think certainly that would be the, the absolute do mm -hmm. is to come out and watch us for sure. Any don'ts? Don't expect to have great grocery shopping in Winchester. <laughs> That's an excellent one. Wow. Truth That's such that. a good one, Bridget. Truth to that. We've been. I make my uh, monthly trek to Leesburg, to the Wegmans, Wegmans yeah. and nice. the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's. Yes. So um, that for me, and I'm, as Melissa knows, I'm very particular about what I eat and organic and all that good stuff. So. That would be that would be my very clear don't. I'm with you. That's and a good one. If That's Trader a really Joe's good one. ever comes here, we will let them advertise for free on our podcast. You got you it. I'll put first, up a folks. sign for them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I want to yeah. make another point about attending games. I just want to give a shout out. That video board at the stadium oh, yes. is spectacular. Yeah. It is awesome. Um, the intros by the players doing it themselves. 
it, it just changes the experience from a fan perspective. It, that scoreboard is absolutely stunning. And yeah. I've had um, family in town the last two weekends going out to the games, and they are blown away by the video board. It, it's just taken us up a notch, I think, in terms of that fan experience. Sure. And yeah. um, I don't know if this is the right way to word this, but almost like solidifying that this is indeed college. And even though we're Division Three, we have this bad ASS board <laughs> and sitting for- on 81, yeah. and it's awesome. I forgot to mention that we it's not a brand-new video board, but it was a significant upgrade okay. right. from our previous one. And as Melissa said, it gives us uh, a lot more flexibility with what we can do, and the graphics are so much better. The old board, if it was a sunny day, you really couldn't see right. anything, and we yep. can fix that. And then Scott and Sydney will kill me for saying it, but it, it also will give us the opportunity for instant replay and other things, and both of them are, are spending a lot of time learning everything that we can do with that new video board, but that was a significant improvement to um to Chantel stadium for this fall yeah yeah for sure very nice uh and bridget the last one here the buzzword breakdown talk about a buzzword that you try to embody in your work at su well i think probably what i just said and that's um flexibility or adaptability i think is probably a better word to use um as you as you uh asked me at the very get-go you know, you have a plan for what you want to do that day and things that you need to do and something else happens and you got to you got to turn and you got to figure it out. You know, at a homecoming with football. OK, we ran out of seats. What do we do? How do we make it right? Hmm. How do we help those fans see the game? You know, those kinds of things. So whether it's that, whether it's COVID, whether it's um, having somebody out unexpectedly, game coverage, whatever it is, I think. You just have to be ready to be adaptable and hopefully not get flustered. Um, you know, if something breaks, breaks down, you lose lights, how do you, how do you go about fixing it and getting back to where you need to be? So certainly that would be um, my buzzword that I try to um, live up to and uh, embody. Um, other, otherwise, life would be very, very challenging, but sometimes that's fun too, right? because it's problem solving and um, it's it's really cool when you can come up with a way to uh, figure out a situation, solve a situation. And if you're doing it, again, if you're doing it well, no one even realizes that it happened. Nice. Learning real life skills in athletics. There you go. Bridget, you've done a great job um, plugging Shenandoah Athletics. Is there anything else you'd like to add to your, uh, your spiel here? <laughs> anything else you want to plug? Um, we've got, uh, coming up shortly and I, um, I should know the two things actually I want to plug on October 25th, we're going to have our winter meet the coaches event and we're going old school. We're going, going to have it in Shingleton gym at, um, six o'clock, 30, sorry, six 30. I'll be there at six, but we start at six 30. So definitely want to plug that. And then we will be doing our 22 Tough campaign, which is a, a fundraising um, initiative that we started last year during COVID. And that's gonna be happening in November. And it's typically a way for our, our fans, our donors, our parents, anybody that wants to, to give back and show us a little bit of love 
and uh, we do that at a at a um, $22 donation to represent our 22 sports so just looking for um, a way to help support our programs and initiatives that we do on a regular basis. We also love, again, to, to do some things for our student athletes from a leadership and growth standpoint. So those extra dollars help in those initiatives. Excellent. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, our sponsor of the day is Password Updates, <laughs> keeping us secure and unsure what passwords go to which sites. Can't stand them. Thank God for the post-it note next to my laptop. Oh, my laptop. God. For real. <laughs> I love post-it notes. Uh, friendly reminder, our email is buzzwords at su.edu. Please feel free to email. Um, our website, subuzzwords.podbean.com. Next guest in two weeks, Dr. Yolanda Barbier-Gibson, SU's Vice President for Student Affairs. We are very excited. We've had some fantastic guests through these two seasons, and it certainly continues with Dr. Gibson. Um, in the meantime, everybody have a great couple weeks, and keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing. <laughs>